Welcome to the Simple Online Business Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Siffring. I'm a business coach and agency owner, and each week I'll be here to share simple, doable steps you can take to build a profitable and sustainable online business. Let's get to it. Today, I want to talk about niching. So this is pretty much the never-ending debate in online business, particularly for coaches, because so many people will give you the advice that you have to niche. And then you'll hear so many success stories where people say, hey, I was struggling and then came up with a niche and then all of my problems were solved and my business took off and it was amazing. And it was all because I was willing to niche. And it can seem like it's this magical thing. And then I talked to a lot of people who have kind of heard that and been down that road and decided, okay, I must need a niche. That's going to be the thing that solves everything. And then they come up with a niche and it doesn't solve everything. So I want to talk about a different way to think about niching that I think is going to be really helpful if you've been one of the people who has maybe like tried it and it didn't change things for you, or you feel like you should be doing it, but you're finding it really hard to niche down at all, I have some thoughts for you. So first, let's talk about why do people love niches? First thing is it is super easy for your ideal client to immediately recognize themselves in your marketing when you have a niche. It is very easy for them to identify this is for me or this is not for me pretty much immediately when you have a niche. It's also super easy for you as the person with the niche to create content. And maybe super easy is an exaggeration, but it is helpful to give yourself some constraints where it's not just like, I can create content about anything in the entire world. Like That's pretty overwhelming. Like imagine if somebody was just like, tell me something, you would be like, I literally don't know what to tell you. But if somebody was like, tell me something about being a mom or tell me something about being a woman, you might have a little bit more of an idea of where to go. Like you've kind of got a direction, right? And the more specific the question is, the easier I think it is to answer. I think like the more open-ended, the harder it is. So this is why I think it is a lot easier to create content when you've got a niche than when you don't. This also typically having a niche positions you as an expert with a lot less effort. (laughs) So let's think about an example of if you were needing a surgery and you found a surgeon who only performs that surgery. Like that's the only procedure that they do is that one surgery. You would automatically think that they were very good at it. You really, I feel like you would have a lot of mental hurdles overcome just by knowing that. I think that there would be a lot of like trust and credibility right off the bat. So These are some amazing reasons to niche, right? But I think that there are some other things to think about. I think that there's a lot more nuance to the niche conversation than just 
it makes things easier and it's so much better and you should definitely do it because like I mentioned, it doesn't always serve that magical purpose for everyone's business. I think one thing to think about is a lot of times when people hear the advice to niche, they then pick a pretty arbitrary niche. So I'm going to give you a very goofy example, but there are plenty of less goofy sounding examples that are still arbitrary niches. I just don't want to like call somebody out and get their feelings hurt before we've gotten through the whole podcast. So my goofy example is I'm a business coach for dog owners. (laughs) This is a niche. This niche is not better than just being a life coach without a niche at all. Business coach for dog owners is not going to have a dog owner be like, oh, this is for me. This person must be a total expert. And the reason why is it is totally arbitrary. You're like, okay, but like, why? (laughs) Why did you pick that? Why? Like, what do you have to offer that other business coaches don't? Like, my dog ownership really doesn't have a huge impact on my business. So I think that it's really important when you're thinking through niche that it needs to be something that makes sense, right? It needs to be something where you're like, oh yeah, like you feel like your soul is being seen into if you are the client and not every niche, even highly specific ones like business coach for dog owners, not all of them give your potential client that same feeling. I think something that is going to be helpful for you in the niche conversation is to understand that a niche doesn't have to be demographic-based. So like dog owner, for instance, is a demographic. So your niche does not have to be based on a demographic in that way. A lot of us, when we think niche, we think it has to be some kind of demographic thing. And I think some of the most powerful niches actually are not based on a particular demographic like that. So I typically think it is usually better when it's not a demographic, unless it's one that really makes sense and is for sure not some arbitrary demographic-based niche. I think what we're really getting at here is differentiation from others in your space. So if you are a life coach, differentiating yourself from other life coaches, that is one of the things we're trying to create through the niche. And we're also trying to achieve some specificity in your message. And that's the thing that makes it very clear and very appealing to your potential client. And when I'm thinking about clear and appealing, I'm thinking about sparking that like, oh my gosh, you're in my head. You have hidden cameras in my house. You're spying on me, but like not in a bad way, in a like, oh my gosh, you totally get me kind of way. Sparking that in your potential client, in your ideal client. They see your content and it is very clear and it is very specifically about them. And they can recognize that right away. And differentiation and specificity can both be accomplished without a niche, without a demographic niche as well. You can do these things without a niche as you traditionally think about what a niche is. And here are some of the ways. One is your personality. Who you are is a big differentiator. And this is something that's really tough 
I think, for a lot of beginners because you haven't been successful with your personality yet. And for a lot of us, we have received feedback about our personality throughout our life that makes us want to hide certain parts of our personality. And if you are somebody specifically who is neurodivergent, your brain works a little differently, you are really good at masking. You are really good at hiding your actual personality and who you actually are and morphing yourself to be who you think other people want you to be. You are really good at kind of being a chameleon. And I would say most women I encounter are this way as well. If you are a woman, you have probably been socially conditioned to be what you think other people want you to be. You have been conditioned to not want to rock the boat, to not want to stand out, to not want to really get people's attention, to not make other people uncomfortable you know, all the things that you actually need to do to market, to stand out, to get people's attention. So I think that this part about differentiating through your personality can be really difficult. And for me, this was one of the biggest things that I had to work on early in my business. When I started my business, my marketing was very much like a lot of other people's out there. It was super bland. It didn't really show a lot of who I was. And it's why for me, the thing that worked really, really well was marketing, leaning heavily on relationship and one-on-one conversations because it was easier for me to show up and have a one-on-one conversation. Could be virtually, could be in person, whatever. For me, virtual is what worked best. That was a lot easier to do and have my personality shine through than it was to have my personality shine through in my content. And this is true for a lot of people. This is not true of every person, but this is true of some people where it takes some work to figure out how to show up and let your personality shine through in your content. And I would say this is a big thing that I work on with most of my clients. I definitely have some clients who this comes naturally to them. And then that's really great. This is not the thing that we have to work on. We have other things that we have to work on. But for many of my clients, this is a primary thing that we work on. Another way that you differentiate beyond the traditional way of thinking about niche is your tools. So the way that you work with clients This can be something that really attracts people. If you have some kind of like proprietary tool that you're using that people hear about and they're like, oh my gosh, I need that. Whatever that is, I need that thing. People will literally buy from you just hearing about the tool that you use. That can be a massive differentiator. Along those same lines is the results your clients get. So what is it that you are helping them to create or overcome? What are the kinds of results they get? If you have clients who are getting mind-blowing results, like I have a client who she gets the wildest results for her clients. And that is 100% why people hire her. Like just she has a... Actually, now that I'm saying this, I have a couple clients who are this way who they pretty much have a 100% success rate with clients. Like Their stuff is so good. 
They work on a very specific thing with their people. Their process is so dialed in. It just works. Like it is like solid. That is a huge differentiator, but only if you own it, right? And for my clients who have incredible client results, a lot of times they aren't owning it. And that's the thing that we have to work on. But for some of my clients, the client results need to improve. And I honestly think for everybody, it never hurts to work on improving the results that your clients get and really looking at where is my control in that process. We don't control everything with our client results. Our clients are not our puppets that we can manipulate to do whatever we want them to do. That's not how it works. But we do have more control than we typically think over client results. And I'll tell you what, you do that work to really be thinking about that and making changes in that area, your business will take off. Because the results your clients get are a really good ad for your business. Your clients will tell people about it or it will be obvious or you will tell people about the results your clients are getting and other people want those results and they're going to come to you. It's going to be a big differentiator. Final thing that helps you to differentiate is who your clients are beyond the demographic. So beyond being a dog owner, what are the things about your client that are going to be those differentiators? What are the specific feelings or thoughts, situations that your clients have? What's coming up for them? What are maybe like internal things that they would identify with versus like the external demographics? This can be a differentiator as well. So there's a lot of ways to look at differentiation and specificity and achieve those things without going down the traditional niche route. And I think because I look at it this way and I see that there's a lot of ways to achieve those same results, I think it is why I have had so many clients be really successful without a traditional niche. Because I see that these things achieve the same outcomes as a niche, as we would traditionally think about a niche. Working on these four things, personality, tools, results, and who your clients are beyond the demographics, this takes work. And specifically, this takes thinking work. This takes approaching your business like it is your craft, like it is your life's work, your calling, your career. This is not just like talking to people for an hour a week. This is studying your people, studying your clients, studying their results, studying your process, refining your techniques. And this actually doesn't require more certifications and training. There's nothing wrong with certification and training, but I think it's really easy to think that that's kind of like the the escape hatch out of doing this work. And I know that that's like not the conscious thought. You're not like, I'm going to do a certification so I can get out of doing this work. But that's kind of the outcome. That's kind of what is happening because when you're doing that certification or that training, you're learning someone else's tools. 
You're learning about someone else's clients. And really like where the shift happens is in the application in your own business. And you would be surprised how much you can do with the business you currently have using your own brain and just like really being prompted to do the hard work here and being led through that process. And I want you to think about like, what about the time before certifications and trainings? Like, how did people come up with the stuff that they teach in certifications and trainings? You are capable of doing those things. And to me, that is what being a leader in an industry looks like. It looks like being willing to do that work and like really seeing yourself as a leader and seeing yourself as somebody who can develop your own ideas and concepts and tools. And it's extremely empowering to do that. This also takes a lot of self-awareness and self-confidence. And this looks like really understanding and owning who you are, even the things about you that other people don't like, like owning those things and owning the value that you bring unapologetically, like just embodying who you really are and being super grounded in it. Sometimes we can think about confidence as being people like with a big ego who are so full of themselves. But to me, this kind of confidence is a very grounded feeling. And like my mental image is like, this is somebody who has deep roots in who they are. They are not going to get knocked over by some criticism. They are deeply rooted in who they are and their confidence in that. And it doesn't mean that they think that they're perfect. Like it comes with that self-awareness too, right? So it's this combination of self-awareness, like you really get who you are, warts and all, and also you're deeply rooted in that and you have a lot of confidence in that. And you're able to still grow, right? Like if you think about like a tree, like I'm thinking about like an old tree. It's got deep roots, but it also is still growing new branches, right? Both of these things can go together, and that's what you're doing. You're still developing and growing, but you're also deeply rooted, like really know who you are and are very secure in that. That is one of the most attractive things to clients when you are in that energy. So these things are a big part of the work that I am leading clients through in the new mastermind that I have created and will be launching soon, depending on when you're listening to this. This is going to be all about going all in on your craft to improve client results, to develop unique intellectual property concepts, tools, so that you genuinely have something unique to offer and are starting to position yourself as an industry leader. This is also about building that self-awareness and that grounded confidence so you are very attractive to clients. Like I said, this is like the most attractive thing to clients. Like energy vibe-wise, this is what clients are looking for. So we're developing that 
and we're developing the actual value to back it up, the tools and the impact of your work, the results your clients are going to get and like what you're tangibly offering to them. When those two things are there, that is a recipe for a business that is going to take off. And we're also going to be working on how to communicate these things in a specific, clear way so that your people know that you are the coach for them. So we're getting that differentiation and we're getting that specificity that I talked about. And this combination makes competition irrelevant. There is no other you. And yeah, there's going to be a lot of people, literally billions of people who do not hire you, who do not want to work with you, or don't know that you exist. Good news. You don't need millions and billions of people to achieve your goal. So we're going to be talking about speaking only to the people that are going to work with you, that you actually need to achieve your goal. Not trying to make millions and billions like you, actually trying to repel the people who are not for you and really attract in clearly and directly and powerfully the people who are going to work with you, who do want your work. And this is really powerful stuff. Like this This is how, if you were a coach, this is how you scale. Like, yeah, there's like the tactical operational stuff. That stuff's easy to figure out. This is the hard stuff. This is the stuff that you can't just Google. This is the stuff that you can't just hire somebody to do for you. You have to do it yourself. And so this is why I created a mastermind to specifically do this stuff, to be around other coaches who are stepping into their leadership and their confidence so that you are going to be influenced to do the same thing so that this is becoming like a culture that you are a part of where it's normal to do that and you're not feeling awkward and weird about it in this space. You have a space where it is normal to see yourself this way and you can practice it before you're taking it out into the world. And having a space where you're being guided through doing this work. Like I said, no one can do this work for you, but you can be prompted to do this work and you can get support in really doing this work well, and you can be held accountable to doing this work. And that's what this mastermind is going to be all about. So go check out my website for more details and sign up for the wait list there. And I will keep you in the loop if you're on the wait list. You'll hear about everything before anyone else does. And then we will be opening for enrollment the first week of March. So March 4th through 8th. And on Monday, March 4th, I'm going to be hosting a training specifically about becoming an impactful coach. And we're going to talk about a lot of these things in a bit more depth and really laying out what does it look like to be an impactful coach? What does it look like to rise up into being a leader in this industry 
and it's going to be really fun and really inspiring. So make sure you keep an eye out for that training. I will be sure to link it in show notes when registration is ready and I will see you all there. If you loved this episode, I'd appreciate it so much if you rated and reviewed the podcast and shared it with other business owners who you think would like it too. And if you'd like to get more business advice and tips from me, come join me in my free Facebook group, Online Business Building Women. 